3: Welcome everybody to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman.
2: And I'm Casey Bartley.
3: And we're coming to you Sunday night following Purdue's victory over the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 20-10. Uh, to 10. This is Purdue's first win in Minneapolis since 2007, folks. Uh, so, George W. Bush was president the last Ooh. time... Purdue football won a game Too in Minnesota.
2: Soon, man. Too soon. Too, I
3: mean, I'm just telling you the numbers. Too soon. Just telling you the numbers. So uh I mean, great game that that Purdue walks away victorious. Both teams really tried to give it away, tried to tried to see who could uh, who could make the most mistakes. Purdue found a way in the fourth quarter to really uh have their best quarter of the game and walk away with a twenty to ten victory. Casey, is there any one thing that stands out to you about the game?
2: It's kind of a trend at this point, right? That Purdue just brings out the worst in everyone.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's it.
2: I mean, it kind of all comes down to the what should have been a touchdown pass, instead turned into an interception for Cam Allen. Yeah, just a gift. Just an Tanner Morgan was not good. Um, zero TDs, three interceptions, but that was just purely on the receiver. Just I think it was Span Ford.
3: I think that's right.
2: And just right in his hands, wide open. And it just floated up out of his hands like a cloud into Cam Allen's hands. And
3: yeah, and and Cam Allen did the typical defender who catches the ball in the end zone. Should I run? It, yeah, exactly. Should, Should I, I run? run? Should I stop? Should, Should I run? Should I not I'm, run? And then mm-hmm. and then you see his teammates like run in front of him and are like put their hands out like mm-hmm. no like no you you are in the end zone, buddy. Take a knee. So sure enough, he fell down. Uh, and you're right, ball what walk. was. What was absolutely going to be a Minnesota touchdown a into a, lot of a turnover, and yeah, just I mean zapped the momentum. And and you did, you know, you noted Cam Allen, Ballhawk. He had two interceptions on the day. So one he returned for 42 yards. So he he had himself a pretty good day uh, from that perspective. Did
2: you hear that wild stat that him and Jefferson have combined for like 27 interceptions?
3: That yeah, that's crazy.
2: That's a high that number.
3: Crazy. Yeah, that that's is a very big good. number. Very good. Um, So it was an interesting game in that Purdue, listen, listen to what I'm saying, uh, because Purdue started out first drive of the game, went down just a methodical drive, wound up scoring on their first drive. I think they had at least three first downs by running the ball. Um, And I'm not sure we can say that on any previous drive from Purdue this season.
2: Not sure Um, it happened last season at all.
3: Yeah, it could be. Um, so, I mean, Purdue started the game on offense looking just spectacular we're we're able to run the ball, uh, throw the ball a little bit. Um, AOC of course did able, was able to start the game. Didn't look quite right for the majority of the game. Um, but was able to orchestrate that touchdown drive to start. And, you know, Purdue hopped out to a quick seven, nothing lead. And it really just looked like maybe Purdue was going to run away with this thing because then they intercepted Tanner Morgan and then it looked like they were going down, um, and Purdue got a had to settle for a field goal so they wound up 10 nothing and you're just wondering, you know, are they going to put Minnesota away in the first quarter? Uh, but unfortunately, as we know, that was not the case because the Purdue offense really really started to sputter.
2: Yeah, and no, we 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 talked at one point that, you know, when Purdue's sitting there at one and two, they uh 100% success rate in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Minnesota missed a field goal, a short field goal, and the turnover we talked about. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as making those plays. Did Purdue do anything to make those plays happen? Not really. Uh, I, I think the one surprising thing, uh, more on Minnesota than just us, is I didn't expect us to dominate both lines of scrimmage. Right. And it really felt like for the most part we did. Uh, Minnesota's defense had three tackles for a loss, two sacks. Um, and you know we had seven tackles for loss on defense did a good job getting in the backfield had a couple runs you know the other thing we haven't mentioned is ibrahim was hurt yeah uh, which was a big uh, talking yeah. point for you and definitely a you know boon for our defense we didn't have to worry about the best runner in the big 10
3: yeah that yeah. And especially especially as you get into the third and fourth quarter if he's been just pounding the ball at you the problem that teams that have faced minnesota have had is you know they may be able to slow him down for a quarter or two quarters but you just get tired trying to stop the run so often and then when you get late into the game that's when Ibrahim seems to get you know stronger and he may and is in such damn good shape that he maintains for the third and fourth quarter and your defense just can't keep up with him and suddenly he's breaking off bigger runs and putting you behind the eight ball uh and that's where Minnesota can really put you away
2: Well and we also talked about so Minnesota's also out there number 1 wide receiver Right all of a sudden, you're putting a lot on Tanner Morgan, and I'm not sure that's something you want
3: to do. Right, right. Well, and it's so funny because we talked on the last podcast three. I said three reasons Purdue could win. One, Tanner Morgan doesn't scare me. Uh, I got a couple people on Twitter who are Minnesota fans pushing back on that, saying, you know, well, he'll really he'll really surprise you. He's the leader of this offense,
2: Mr. Clean. Uh,
3: yeah. And then he wound up with three interceptions, a quarterback rating of 17.6.
2: Are you going to shave uh, your head when you uh, start losing hair, Ledman?
3: Well, I'm 36 years old, and so far my hair has maintained. Uh, and if you look at my you You're going to eventually history, lose hair, Ledman. Well, hold on. Okay. If you look at my family history, the rest of my brothers uh, have really, they really started to lose the hair already. Uh, one of them already shaves his head. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I was going to lose a lot of it— it would have already have started.
2: Uh, I, I don't know if that's how it works. I think I, it just goes know. when it goes.
3: Yeah, I you've mean, been leaning
2: into the you've been leaning into the COVID, grow it out long. You looked oh. like a Wolverine there for a while.
3: Or, yeah, I had to. Winter had Soldier.
2: To. You didn't. You didn't
3: have to. Mostly, I it was like an experiment for me. Right. To see how long it go. But it really did start to drive me crazy. I did look. At, I did have the Bucky Barnes hair for you sure. Did.
2: I'm I'm just like if so. If you lose your hair, are you going to fight it? Or are you going to no. go? Tanner Morgan
3: style. I I would probably go Tanner Morgan style, but it's one of those things. You don't really know how you look with a shaved head until you shave it. Like it could look awful. And then at that (laughs) point you just have to wait for it to grow back, you know?
2: But what's the alternative?
3: You're going to look awful with
2: almost bald head too. Yeah.
3: For instance, my grandpa, for a large part of, uh, you know, his life after he Mm -hmm. started losing his hair, did the fryer tuck. So you know nothing on the top, but the the hair around the sides.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, out, and in the back, and fluffy. Of um, not really. I mean, he he had it kind of tight. Um, but <laughs> eventually he also just gave up and shaved his head. So he sure, also oh, went the the Mr. Mr. Clean route. So good, good. Maybe maybe I'll follow in Tanner Morgan's footsteps should I ever get to that point. But how many people? How many?
2: Do you think anyone suggested to Katie <laughs> to shave his head?
3: Oh, Gene, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone suggested to him. You think like
2: so? Shavitson. At what when was the last time you think somebody? Cuz for the last 15 years there's no way anyone told him.
3: You probably get to a certain age and people are just like I'm just tired of making suggestions. I'm sure maybe one of the only people who probably could tell him was probably Bruce Weber because they'd been friends for so long. He was probably like, "Gene, what are you doing?" <laughs> but I mean, I would think if you're just a random Bruce Weber person, great hair. Yes, yeah. Silver Fox Bruce Weber. <laughs> Uh, I think if you're just randomly meeting Gene Cady and getting to know him, he probably seems to be a really intimidating guy. So I don't know that I would like immediately start giving him tips on his hair. I, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, my three reasons Purdue could win. I, I thought Tanner Morgan is not a guy that scares me. I thought the Minnesota uh, team in general was overhyped because of their poor schedule, which I think turned out to be true. And I can't remember my third one. Was it that their wide receiver was out? I think it might have been, um, which turned I mean, out. You
2: were getting pretty desperate towards the end,
3: even <laughs> yeah, though you were I, right. I was right. I, you know, I didn't convince myself, but no. I was ultimately right. Um, you know, their, their leading receiver had 11 receptions, Bryce Williams, but only 35 yards there. What, what do you think their are long? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at rushing. Uh, I'm sorry. He had six. They had a long pass. 100, yeah. 110 yards. Longer of six. But
2: you're onto something. The longest run we gave up was nine yards.
3: Nine yards. When
2: you're playing most Big Ten teams, that's go. This has to be the first game where we had a longer run than the other team. <laughs>
3: it's definitely and, good. Well, and if you would have asked two. me
2: that at the end of the at, at the beginning of the year, would would Minnesota be the one we outran? No exactly. chance in hell.
3: Yeah. No we chance.
2: held them to. uh, If you take out quarterback, we ran. We held them to twenty one carries, forty eight yards. Yeah. That I is mean, just absurdly incredible. good.
3: Just incredible. So. It's it's not something we would have expected to happen, but the great thing is why can't well, we do per- this early? What do you mean? Why <laughs> like we to be Penn two and State two? Game? Yeah, I don't know. I, well, now we're three and two.
2: Also, we still haven't played a good game.
3: No, not does a good that frustrate
2: team. you? Were are you are you are you optimistic that we have a good game to be found?
3: I mean, it's definitely frustrating because if Purdue had put it all together, they clearly could be five and oh. mm-hmm. um We had Penn State beat and then gave up the touchdown late. We had Syracuse beat and gave up the touchdown late. Now Penn State is currently ranked 10th in the latest rankings. Syracuse is ranked 22nd. Pretend for a moment that Purdue had beat both of those teams. They sit at 5-0. I don't think they would be as high as 10, but I certainly
2: think think about my uncle. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But you ask the question and I'm giving you an answer. Mm -hmm. So Purdue would be somewhere probably between 10 and 22. So yes, that is incredibly frustrating that Purdue hasn't put it together earlier, but this is what Jeff Brom does. But
2: like, even if we had won those games, which we could have won those games, have we played better than a B performance this season?
3: I don't know how I would grade the Penn State game because I think Penn State is a very good team, and I think Purdue – again, it was a game Purdue had won and no. then just let it slip away. It so, was a
2: weird g- It was a game where everyone but Aiden O'Connell played well.
3: Yeah, so maybe Which I would give strange. that one like a B plus. That's so, probably right. But yeah, I mean you're right. We've, we've not put together a complete game – um, To really show what this team is capable of. Yeah, but the defense in this game played really well. Multiple stops when they needed him. Trice Um, was really good. Trice was really good. Uh, I think he only got thrown to three times and got his hand on the ball each and every time. It was thrown his side. Um, Again, three interceptions. Purdue got stops when they needed him. And the offense didn't help the defense at all by doing a lot of three and outs a lot of uh you know we had three turnovers of our own O'Connell had two interceptions and Maccabee had Maccabee had one fumble uh, that was lost so, so you didn't the, like
2: all the 1 yard runs on first down
3: <laughs> I mean I didn't I didn't mind them because you got to try to do something you got to keep the defense honest but I'm sure the defense was absolutely gassed um in the second half there especially in the fourth quarter when it seems like they were just out there all the time but they held their own and maybe that's a matter of you know Minnesota having key guys out, but you play who you play when you play them, and Purdue did everything we needed them to do in this game on defense. But we can't really finish talking about this game without talking about uh, Devin Mockaby, who, yes, he did have the fumble – uh, but overall, 11 carries, 112 yards, including just an incredibly beautiful 68-yard run uh, when Purdue needed uh, more points on the board. They were up 13 to 10 at that point um, and needed a drive down the field just over, just under five minutes to go. He busts out a 68-yard run and then caps it off with a two-yard touchdown. Um, and this walk-on is absolutely Purdue's number one running back at this point. Uh. No, 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 no. I know you think he's small. I know you're sad about his size, but you got to watch that video. I don't of him. think. Hold I... on, hold on. No, 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 no. You watch the video of him running that play against Minnesota, how slippery he is, how he moves. He sees the field really well. He got around so many defenders, broke tackles. Yes, he's only 190. You would love him to be bigger and stronger, but he'll get there. But for now, he is absolutely playing like Purdue's best right back. I think
2: he's more of a change pace guy. Which is why we lean on downing a little more normally. I thought downing was pretty good. I, I thought Downing it was, was a, also good. I thought it was a strange game because we started off running the ball really well that first possession. And we ended running the ball really well. Yeah. In between, not at all. If you take out the 68-yard run, Maccabee has, uh, I believe, 34 yards
3: yeah.
2: on 10 carries.
3: Which is almost exactly what downing had. Right. He had 10 on 32. 32- right. Sorry, Neither 10 of them- rushes, 32 yards.
2: For the majority of the game, neither of them were particularly effective. But in the two, you know, most successful drives, we were able to create some lanes. And they both, I think, more than anyone else on our roster, they both hit holes well. Mackiebe probably in space. Mackiebe is a better runner. He is weirdly shifty, and he looks so. He's one ninety, but he looks almost like a fullback. And I think it's shoulder pads.
3: It probably yeah.
2: It's it's strange, but. He is shifty. He's good. I like him in space. I. It's just. I still don't understand our run game 80% of the time. Yeah. I don't think we're doing ourselves favors.
3: But here, here's what I'll say. Uh, you just like you're. You know, dumping on me for if this, then that. You can't really take out the 68 yard run for Mockaby to look no, at. No, I'm not
2: trying to. What What I'm saying is for. Seventy percent of the game. I think most of us were frustrated
3: with the running calls. I mean, to a to a degree, to a degree. Um, but you you have to keep trying the running game, especially. When O'Connell is struggling, um, he clearly didn't look like himself, wasn't really stepping into his throws, seemed to be a tad late on some of them, wound up 27 or 40, only 199 yards, uh, two interceptions. So not, not his best game by any means, um, but seemed to have do, seemed to have done just enough uh, to get Purdue in position to win the game, which uh, again, obviously they ultimately did 20 to 10.
2: Yeah, our offense—it just feels like we're on shaky ground right now. I mean, this this could have easily turned around and been a game where we were bemoaning, you know, another loss where we shouldn't have. So I I I just don't. I know it's good that we won. It's good that we made some plays. I don't feel any different about this team than I did going in. The same way we could be five and zero, we could be pretty easily one and four.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's
2: it's the same change of a couple coin flips. Either way, mostly on plays that could be determined more by luck than skill.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I think any team can really say that. Yeah, I'm just
2: saying, I I don't, we closed out, and that is good to see. I think Aiden O'Connell has shown from the very moment he took over in that Northwestern game. Very good. We need to get (laughs) to a situation in the fourth quarter where he can kind of open up the offense. And he's very good. Quick processor.
3: Yeah, he's good under pressure, for sure.
2: It's just something is not quite clicking. That makes me nervous.
3: No, I get it. I get it. I mean, because as you said, we have not put together a complete game on either side of the ball, really. Um, There always seem to be lapses um, on both offense and defense. But as long as they do enough uh, to win the game, I'll deal with the frustration. Um, So one last thing, Charlie Jones, uh, six catches, 55 yards, no touchdowns. And I want to point out pretty darn close to what you uh, predicted in the podcast you said seven catches, 35 yards. So not too far off. I was way off. I had eight for 97 with one touchdown. So uh, you were much better on that one. So I assume Austin Burton was playing. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think we both did. I, I, think I do
2: think did. it's a thing though, because A. O'Connell got in trouble a couple times, quick throwing to where the point he makes his read pretty much before he has the ball. And I believe there was a slant route that the defender beat Charlie Jones to, and it was nearly a pick.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, O'Connell had about three other balls yeah. that should have been picked off.
2: So it, it's alarming. I I don't know what it is right now, but it's just we're not pressing the right button. Receiver, I, I'm i pleasantly surprised a lot through the game when someone like T.J. Sheffield gets out there and makes space. Deion Burks was surprisingly good. Yeah, today. Deion
3: Burks had a good game.
2: Um, Tyron Tracy has shown himself to be a game-breaker when he gets a chance. It's just not... Meshing the way that I'm used to a Braum passing passing offense, and honestly, what I expected from a Connell who's been been here for a long time. Yeah, like yeah. It, he was always ahead of the curve on the way he processed and the way he dissected a defense. So it's weird to see now that he's still kind of struggling with
3: it. Yeah, and you do wonder, uh, Brom said after the game that O'Connell did not practice until Thursday. Right. So you wonder how much of it is that he didn't really have a chance to implement a game plan. Um, You assume he knows the playbook at this point. You know, he's been in the program for so long, but I'm sure there are Minnesota-specific wrinkles or things that he needed to know um, that he hadn't quite put into practice as well as he would have liked um, should he have been healthy the whole time. So I'll chalk it up to that and hope that with an additional week of Rest, health, and practice, he can get back to uh, the AOC we uh, no love, and need uh, for the rest of the season going forward. So uh, one last thing, not about the game itself, but about the uh, telecast of the game. It was on ESPN2, um, so I know for a lot of people there's a contract dispute with Dish Network and I think Sling also. Um, so you couldn't watch the game because they lost all their ESPN um, Disney Network, so that was, that was terrible for a lot of people.
2: Shout out.
3: Uh, Yeah, Um, but ESPN has got to do something to me, for me at least. I don't care if anybody else feels this way, for their score alert. Uh, Their score alert indicator on the bottom of the screen is the exact same color as the indicator of when a flag is thrown. So Mm. we, as Purdue fans, are always looking for flags when our defense makes a good play. Uh, It's just (laughs) the nature of the team the last couple years. So every time I would see, you know— maybe it was trice bat down a ball or you know make a good third down stop and then all of a sudden the score alert pops up on the bottom i'm like oh man and i'm cursing at the tv and then it's just like alabama scored or you know somebody whoever scored and I was like, oh my god! I don't know how many times that got me during the game. At least three or four. But uh, ESPN folks, because I know, you know, the CEO of ESPN, he's a listener. Uh, he's a fan. So uh, I hope you take that to heart. Just maybe change the the score indicator color. Make it red. I, I just not that same yellow that you use for a flag. Never noticed it once, Ledman, I'm sorry. Oh man, drove me nuts. Throw did me did nuts. you throw
2: this out to Twitter to see if you were alone? I did.
3: I did. I got hundreds of likes, I so don't, I can't I be the don't only believe one. You. Oh, now you've to make me look it up. Yeah,
2: for you whining.
3: Well, I mean, that's basically what Twitter is, isn't it? Yeah. See? See? Yeah. All right. So that's enough for uh, the Purdue versus Minnesota game. We are going to take a break. Come back and look at the Big Ten West more generally. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria
1: Cash. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: And we are back. So, as promised, we're going to take a look at the Big Ten West. Uh, Purdue, along with five other teams, sitting atop the Big Ten West I see right six. now. I said Purdue and five other teams. That would be six.
2: I just said I saw six.
3: <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, all sit at one and mm. one, as we all assumed, last place in the I Big Ten West, Wisconsin, 0-2. Tasty biscuit. After, after getting absolutely trounced by Illinois, and breaking news from about 40 minutes ago, Wisconsin has fired head coach Paul Christ, which just blew my mind. Uh, because he's a constant winner, uh, won the West two to three times, big 10 coach of the year, multiple times. They won nine games last year. Uh, now they're two and three on the season. Oh, and two in the conference. And he's out the door.
2: What Christ Light pun are they going to use in the headline?
3: Well, you already saw Travis tweeted. Mm. It looks like Wisconsin has denied Paul Christ or, you know, something like that. (laughs) A
2: little heavy-handed.
3: Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, that's what we rely on Travis for, heavy-handed puns. Uh, But, I mean, it's just astounding.
2: Chris compels L's
3: you? uh, Oh, I like that because you're focusing on the L. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, So – it's just – it's so funny to me also that Illinois is the team that beat Wisconsin because, of course, Illinois, coached by former Wisconsin coach Brett Bielema, um, who left Wisconsin to go to Arkansas. Do you think he's going to go back? I can't imagine they would want him back. He left in – I he, I don't think he left on good terms.
2: Better terms than they're on now.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, so Illinois beats Wisconsin. Wisconsin fires their coach. So now we have got a six-way tie at the top – of the Big Ten West Which is just ridiculous um, Iowa can't score on anybody Nebraska is laughably bad uh, Purdue just beat Minnesota Northwestern I don't think is very good Illinois also I don't think Very good they lost to IU to start the season I mean that could is Purdue, not a good sign No could Purdue win this division I it,
2: If Brom were ever going to Win a conference or, or the West division This is the way it would happen
3: right i mean disappointing
2: two and two start just not looking good probably won't look good in any single game and they'll end up winning like a tiebreaker with two losses
3: right yeah and and, uh actually if the season ended with a six-way tie with you know if for some other reason no other games were played purdue would win based on like the fourth or fifth tiebreaker right now so it's just i mean it's ridiculous i need to know i can't hear it's like Record in the division and then record Big Ten overall and then record against the um, rest of the tiebreaker teams. It just goes on and on. I can't – I'd have to look it up. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, But, I mean, why can't – there's no reason Purdue can't win at this point.
2: At West Division? Absolutely not. I mean, the only reason is the one we're scared of is going into Wisconsin.
3: Going into Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah.
2: They might have fired their coach too early. might have been nice to have, like, like, a dead weight coach oh uh, okay it would have been nice to be the team that like put the nail in his coffin
3: so you're saying if it would have been better for us if they just keep losing uh and we go into the game at wisconsin and they're like oh and five in the conference and well, yeah, everybody's I, sad yeah i would
2: much rather have it stay status quo where they don't mm-hmm. have a win in the big 10
3: yeah but that would be nice
2: now they might be rejuvenated
3: yeah maybe I mean, maybe it, they've it got a possible. whiz kid to take over i, I was, i'm amazed that um alvarez didn't just name himself the Oh, the interim games. coach again that would be
2: a like, great sports movie
3: <laughs> well i mean he did that for the bowl game
2: that's what i'm saying just like every few years like that's the season
3: every few, yeah, he yeah. just gets called it's... off the bench every couple of years what's the reason now coach <laughs> <laughs> so i mean purdue now we next week uh, on the road again uh, at maryland i will be in attendance so oh, let's yeah hope are I have... you
2: ready this is the one game you're actually going to follow through and go to the one
3: game? Yeah. I'm following through on what? A, where have I failed?
2: Uh, what are you doing? when I'm playing IU?
3: Hey, we said if we were undefeated no, or had a it, chance to win the Big Ten West. Uh huh. So are we, we we'll not see. having
2: a hypothetical? How we have a chance? You are not going. You booked a Bluey ticket that you're very proud of.
3: Look, zero the Bluey chance. Bluey ticket can be zero can be switched to the next day.
2: I will pay for the what? This whole time you could have just went the next day.
3: Yeah, it's possible. And but you look, didn't. It, you're it was a, a real bad Blue fan. It was a real People, scramble. People, I want to hear you call
2: sale. Ledman out. I need to see it on the message boards, on Twitter. What do you mean it was the next day? This whole time.
3: Listen, mistakes were made. Okay. Why? Uh, because as I was buying the tickets, I didn't. You even got
2: confused think. by the concept of days.
3: <laughs> no, I was like, I was just scrambling to get tickets because we thought they were going to sell out like immediately. Uh, so we were, I was like just logging in and I clicked on the day where it said the most are available so that they didn't get like snatched up as I'm trying to pick seats. It was, like I said, mistakes were made, but manic purchased some bluey tickets. It basically, it's what happened. Um, So Purdue next week at Maryland noon kickoff BTN. And I mean, we've got Maryland home against Nebraska at Wisconsin and then versus Iowa, at Illinois, versus Northwestern, and at IU. Two, I would say two of those games look pretty tough at this point, at Maryland and at Wisconsin, just because we, Purdue never wins at Wisconsin.
2: Are we? Co- there is nothing I've seen in our offense that makes me confident enough that we're going to moonwalk over Iowa.
3: Iowa can't score anything. I don't care.
2: They are elite on defense, which is one more elite thing than we have.
3: No, I, I think Iowa is trash. Trash. I think this is one of the worst Iowa teams we've seen in years. Um, They've struggled on offense mm-hmm. for, you know, the past four or five years, probably more, ever since Kirk Ferentz hired his son. Um Redman, Yes?
2: You had the same attitude about our non-conference schedule.
3: Well, yes, I did. But in fairness... How did that turn out? In fairness, we shouldn't have lost that game. What so. does that
2: mean? Yeah, we shouldn't have lost that. We lost the game and we barely beat Florida Atlantic. I know. Nothing that has been put on tape gives us any reason to think any game is a walkthrough except Northwestern is terrible
3: no, no I didn't say Northwestern a is
2: hot garbage I watched 10 minutes of that Northwestern Penn State game and it was one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my
3: life oh you must not have watched that Nebraska IU game last night
2: of course night. I did not
3: oh I watched most of that Why? and let me tell you oh because it was so bad and no, you you joked again the uh, F A U game that no coach wanted to win that game. Mm-hmm. Oh man, neither team wanted to win in this Nebraska I U game. Just turnover after turnover, mistake after mistake. Uh, it it's was very it on was, brand. <laughs> it was exactly on brand. Hmm. So uh, it was it was kind of enjoyable to watch because I didn't want either of them to win. Yeah,
2: victim football not great.
3: No, not no. great. Uh, I mean, we've got three top ten teams. Uh, in the latest poll, Michigan, we Ohio, feel like State Penn, State and Penn State
2: is a legit top ten team.
3: I, I don't know. I mean, they look pretty good, but uh, I don't think they've really uh, faced much of a challenge so far. So I wanted to read this to you because you know I love reading Indie Star tweets to you. Oh man. No. Uh, so here is one. No, this one is I thought was was pretty great. Uh, so this was posted early this morning, uh, and it's about IU football. This is from Matt Glenesk. Hoosiers can tell themselves they beat themselves on Saturday if it helps them try to focus, but they're still going to have a hard time beating anyone else. <laughs> wow. My dog. My man. Uh, to the heart. And then the, the actual headline under it is, IU football's lost in Nebraska shows a team without a lot of answer. Quote, we beat ourselves. Yeah, Sure.
2: But other teams also
3: can beat them because they're really exactly bad. exactly double beat.
2: Yeah. How does it feel right now to be uh, rooting against George Karloftis as he just made a tackle for a loss?
3: It's it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Um, one, but would, I mean, one
2: would question your allegiance. One, no, one could
3: allegiance. Um, you're I think choosing you mean allegiance.
2: Whatever you're choosing to uh, cheer for this great. Like ninety-five-year-old lizard man at quarterback.
3: Hey, no, no instead that's... of the
2: best defensive player at Purdue in probably like ten
3: years. Uh, maybe. D- yeah, probably. But here's what I'll say. I've been a Buccaneers fan since Mike Allstott was drafted by the Buccaneers. So, therefore, my So, why wouldn't my, you jump ship to Kansas City? That that, that just makes you... No, that's not how it works. You don't just switch teams. I do it all the time. I follow well, Purdue players. Well, I mean, you can root... I can root for Purdue players, but not root for their teams. For instance, Drew Brees, when he got traded to the Saints...
2: Yeah, I became Bucs, a Saints fan, like a real Purdue Bucs, fan.
3: They're in the Bucks division. I was rooting against them every single game.
2: You don't have... Your only good reason for why it was acceptable for you to root for Tampa Bay is that a Purdue, Purdue player that was there. Now yeah. you you could take that logic and root for a bunch no, of other teams, no, that's not terrible. Tampa Bay.
3: No, if if anyone who went to college with me is listening to this, uh, I, I'm going to tell a brief story that will illustrate why I would never do Does that. Does it
2: involve love for Warren Sapp? No,
3: although I did love Warren Sapp. It's a lot of a good lot of energy. Fun. Those teams a lot of are good energy. Um, I,
2: I can see why you jumped on the bandwagon.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so uh, I went to college with a guy I will not name him, uh, just in case.
2: What up, Martin?
3: Uh, nope, not even close. I, I mean, actually, not terribly far away. <laughs> you had the first, le- you had the first letter right. Um, there, there was this guy I went to college with. What uh, up, you Michael? Know, f- nope. Friendly with him, and uh, he was in the paint crew with us, and we, you know, he was adjacent to our group, so we would see him all, all the time around campus. How and do And he was wrong? one of those guys. He was one of those guys who had a lot of you know baseball hats, wore jerseys all the time, big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Only problem was Jace. he seemed he seemed to <laughs> yeah, Jace, uh, he seemed to have a jersey or hat of like every team, and not. Some just dudes because,
2: just really like
3: jerseys. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it because he was like, oh no, I have like sixteen teams that I root for. Oh, and you're like, what?
2: Was there a hierarchy?
3: uh probably but i can't fathom it anymore (laughs) uh so like every year the playoffs started and he would post on facebook um you know uh of of the 14 teams in the playoffs i like eight of them so i've got a whatever percent chance of winning the super bowl (laughs) this year and he'd do this with every sport and you're like then at least he was open about it it's like then you're not a real fan you're just like i like winning any let's
2: go let's go post that has
3: commas that's great I mean, it was just wild. Um, so he, w- he would just post that every year, like as soon as baseball playoffs started, NBA playoffs started, NFL playoffs started. He'd just do it every year. I think eventually he uh, – my friend Thomas and I would he always talk down. about it. No, no. I think he just unfriended all of us on Facebook because we would like – every time every he would post time, it. Every time,
2: you big bullies? Every time he can't he just it, love –
3: Every time he posts, he's polyphrenous. Like, why can't be like, he just
2: be? What beat? are what?
3: you doing?
2: Why, what is? Why are you taking this man's joy? That's not how sports work. Why not? Why that's does it be... have to work the way you work? That's, that's why not he, how he be happy?
3: Why work. can't he
2: be happy in every game? That would be
3: great. Because then there's no tension. There's nothing to root for. He's just a the happy
2: winning, guy. The
3: winning is good. Not everyone, everyone only needs to be good. miserable.
2: The Why do you talk like a Cubs fan you know for a Reds it's like fan? To
3: lose. Oh, <laughs> trust me. As a Reds fan, I know what it's like to lose. We lost over 90 games again this year. Yeah. We're three games away from our franchise record in losses.
2: That's like winning. First pick.
3: See, the thing is, I don't even think we're the worst team. The Nationals are worse than us. And we lost to the Nationals when I went to watch them.
2: Wouldn't feel so sad if you had a backup
3: team. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If only I could just root for the Yankees. You
2: could. Nothing is stopping you.
3: You know what's stopping me? my integrity oh my god integrity. my integrity
2: you're hurting you're hurting baseball you could buy double the amount of jerseys i'm hurting twice baseball of... yeah eat...
3: that's it look
2: they don't have enough single fans so they're gonna have to get by on double fans triple fans you need you to Only buy more fans.
3: <laughs> you're welcome all right on that note there we go. Purdue's got a chance to win the Big Ten West, folks. We got to start next week at Maryland. We got to go keep Ryan winning. Got to keep winning. Let's win. Okay. I think you mean Carloftis.
2: No, I'm still rooting for Kerrigan. I hope, he's, well, I hope he, he enjoys retired. his retirement.
3: He's an assistant coach now, or a, a volunteer coach with the Commanders, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, well, go go.
2: Loftus Smash the books
3: Go Bucks.